Welcome to the Mind Body Life podcast with me, Emily Brennand. I work as a mind and movement coach, helping people to improve how they think in their minds, how they feel in their life, and how they move in their body. So I now work with people on their mind and their movement. And as my work is evolving, I wanted to evolve the podcast. If you are new here, you might be thinking, hey, what's changed? I have now developed the podcast to incorporate mind, body, and life because all of them are interconnected. It's It goes without saying that what we think in our minds is going to impact our lives and what's going on in our lives is going to impact our minds. And both of those things are going to impact how we feel in our body. And how we feel in our body is going to impact how we feel in our minds and our life. So hopefully you get my drift of why I wanted to expand the podcast from not only focusing on mindset and life and what we can do to improve those things, but to incorporate the body. And now that I am a qualified personal trainer and a fitness instructor, it is my passion to help people improve their life, their mind and their body. But what's really important for me to say is that that improvement comes with compassion. That comes with an intuitive approach and it comes with a deep care for yourself. So my mind and movement coaching is about helping you to feel your best and it's about helping you to find what is right for you and helping you as an individual person make changes in your life, to your mindset and to your body or even how you just feel in your body that feels best for you because there is no one size fits all with this. So I hope this podcast is going to evolve into a resource to help you to look at those things in your life differently, to help you improve how you feel mentally, physically, and in your life. So, you know, our social well-being, our connectivity, our work relationships, our kind of identity and all these things. So it's still very much going to be a resource for you to come to, to explore how you can feel happier and healthier. And for those of you who listened to the Matter of Mindset podcast for a while, which this is obviously evolving into, or from, should I say, we're still going to explore things in a simple, practical way. We're going to go through things so that they are things you can actually implement into your life. So my hope is very much to talk more about that mind-body connection, because as I said, they are so interlinked and they impact each other so much, and they are not two separate systems. So my passion is to help you see your well-being and your health holistically in that 360 circle, that approach, so that you're not neglecting one side of yourself or your well-being. Now, obviously, this is hard. And again, we're trying to not be perfectionists when it comes to our well-being. So along the way, I'll be holding your hand through that as well, because that can be a very difficult thing to challenge, can't it? I think often with well-being, we have an all or nothing attitude and we want to do it all right. We want to be as well as possible and we'll go, 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 get it all right, get our routines in place and then we'll fall off that rhythm. And that's fine because that is not sustainable. So what I believe is trying to get the basics down and trying to do those well and try to be as consistent as you can be, but also have flexibility to 
not do, you know, not always be ticking the boxes when it comes to your well-being. But the key thing is to have an awareness of what you need if it's missing in your life. So what I mean by that is if you say well-being is made up of your physical, mental, social, financial and spiritual health, then it's about you as an individual looking at those areas of your life and thinking, hmm, something's not quite right, something's off balance, which area of my well-being is being impacted here? And then you're able to have that awareness, but then hopefully make the changes needed in that area because you've got that awareness. So that is a little bit of a spiel about where I'm going to be taking this podcast. And I really hope that you find it valuable. I'll be sharing tools, tips and thoughts with you to help you feel happier and healthier. Hopefully as well, I might have a few people on the podcast to talk about all this, all the topics linking to mind, body and life and what we can do to make positive change to how we feel, how we move and what we do as well in our days. So today's podcast is going to be based around well-being and I've just talked a little bit about that 360 lens of well-being and the different types of well-being but we're going to expand it into talking about the five ways to well-being. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, this is something I talked about a little bit last week, and it's a great tool and framework to help us get the basics down, to help us do the basics well, because well-being can get overcomplicated, can't it? And I think on this podcast, I'm going to be trying to share with you things that are the basic things to get right, to be well, because often we're struggling just to do those things. So today I'm going to run through the five ways to well-being, which I did share on Instagram the other day, but in a bit more detail with a bit more context and a few thoughts and ideas. So you might have heard about the five ways to well-being. It's been created by the NHS and the Mental Health Foundation, and it is five ways for you to boost your well-being and to have good mental health and to have good health in general. So I'll run through them up top all together and then we'll dive in a little bit to each to explore what you could do in mind, body and life to help support you and your health and happiness. So the first one is connect. Are you connected to people in your life that make you feel good? Are you able to talk to people and also are you able to listen to others? Are you able to be there for others and have others be there for you? Do you feel connected? And while I ask these questions today, I want you to sit with anything that resonates and be kind to yourself if you go, oh, I actually don't feel those things. This is all about growing your awareness to what could change, what you may want to focus on developing. Because this is not a judgment from me. It's about helping you to go, actually, I don't feel very connected. What can I do about that? And I'll hopefully share some thoughts on that a little bit after we've gone through the other four. So the second is to be active. Do what you can with this. With our busy lifestyles, it can be tricky to be active, but enjoy what you do when you're active. That is the main piece of advice I would give. We only live once. Let's try and enjoy as much of it as we can. So find something that you enjoy doing that makes you active. 
So is that going for a bike ride with a friend? Is that the gym? If so, that's absolutely fine. Is that actually playing, I don't know, basketball with a friend in the park? Is it going skating? You know, I love rollerblading. Like, is it that for you? Trying to find what works for you and lean into that. No, should should be doing this, should be doing that. What do you actually enjoy? Because it will make you do it more. If you enjoy something, you're more likely to do it. So is it a hike at the weekends? Go and do that. Is it a casual walk, you know, every single day? Is it walking your dog? Do that. Lean into those things. But please try to incorporate it into your days. Being active, moving your body is great for your mind as much as it is for your physical self as well. So the third one is to take notice. Now, for me, what I immediately think about when I talk about this way to well-being is mindfulness, because mindfulness is all about taking notice. It's all about being aware of what's going on. And people sometimes get a bit confused around what mindfulness is, but it's essentially that, an awareness practice to notice what's going on around us. This way of well-being is about trying to also recognize the simple things that give you joy. Sometimes when we're going through life and it's hard, we forget those simple pleasures. We forget to tune into those things, constantly striving for more, constantly striving for things we don't have, or thinking, I'll be happy when I've got this or when I'm in this situation. So I'm encouraging you to just pause and take notice and try and focus on those little things that bring you joy. It can be anything. And again, don't let that voice come in that's judging, like, oh, this is a silly thing to find joy out of. Your joy is yours, (laughs) so you choose what brings you joy. And again, lean into that, own that and really try to make space and time for those things. So the fourth way to well-being is to keep learning. So this is all about embracing new experiences, seeing things as opportunities as well, rather than failures, having that growth mindset, and stepping out of your comfort zone slightly, because you know what, you might surprise yourself and you might grow your confidence, you might get more courage and you might overcome that perfectionist mindset of if I do that, I will fail, I'll be an idiot, I'll look silly. It's all about growth and learning and framing it in that way and having a curious mindset. So what can you do to keep learning? Can you lean into that even more? And hopefully on on a daily basis, but maybe a weekly basis, you know, can you make sure you're engaging in something that helps you to learn? For some, that's reading, others, that's podcasts, whatever it is for you, what can you do to keep that side of yourself active? Because that has a profound effect on your mental health. And if you're feeling mentally good, you'll feel good in the rest of your life as well. And also with the keep learning part of the ways to well-being, I feel like it's a nice thing to be able to then share with those connections that you hopefully want to be making as well. So the fifth way to well-being is to give. And I love how it's phrased. It's to give your time, your words and your presence. And I like to expand upon that and say it's to give your time, words and presence to yourself. So kind words, kind presence and you know enough time but also to other people 
Who can you give your time to? Who can give your words to? And who can you give your presence to? And I love the word presence because this doesn't just mean spending time with people and being in the same space as them. It means actually paying attention to them, being so present there with them, engaging with them properly. Again, something we struggle with is to really be in the moment. But this is such a good reminder for that, to give your presence to somebody you care about and to yourself, most importantly. A lot of us struggle to give time to ourselves. So I really encourage you to do that as well. So those are the five ways to well-being, and I've gone through them fairly quickly there. But before we sort of close the episode, I want to go through a couple of ideas that will help you to think about those questions of, "Mm, okay, if, if that section of my life, that connection is lacking, what could I think about? What could I do? So this is just food for thought, a few little uh, tips and questions to ignite some thinking in you because everyone's an individual and everyone's going to find something different. So with these five ways to well-being, let's go for connection first. So talk, listen, be there, feel connected. So just check in now. Do I feel that in my life? And just taking that pause, getting all serious now. But have this time to reflect. Do I feel connected? Even if you're not seeing people as much as you like, do you feel connected to people? Even if it's a small number of people, might be three people, one person. Who have you got that you feel connected to? And by the way, I hope you can hear the ice cream van that is playing as it comes down my street. I absolutely love that. So who are you connected to? Ideas to boost connection. What do you enjoy doing? So what hobbies do you enjoy doing, even if you're not quite engaging with them yet? So an example, do you enjoy walking? Do you enjoy cycling? Do you enjoy swimming? Try to seek out other people like that. And how do you do that? Try to join clubs. There are many clubs out there that are free, uh, rolling off the top of my head. If you enjoy walking and hiking, especially if you're a queer person and you're in Manchester, then check out Queer Out Here. That's an amazing walking group and they go on free hikes and it's a wonderful time. So I'd really recommend that. If you enjoy cycling, are there cycling groups, again, that you could maybe lean into and connect? Again, there are a few in Manchester if you're based here. Or is it for you reading and creativity and stories? Can you join a book club? Like all this stuff I'm sharing is quite obvious, but often we get so caught up in our minds that we forget to think, actually, that would connect me to people that are like-minded. It would also help me to keep learning and it would also help me to give my time, words and presence to other people. So that's already three ticked off, which is amazing. And it might even tick off the take notice, remembering those small things that bring you joy. So this stuff really, really matters because often we neglect giving ourselves that time to hobbies and we often prioritize work, which I totally get and we all do it, but it's kind of another reminder to just tune in. Where could you get that connection? Are there any groups you could try? You might have to try a few to go, hmm, was that right for me? And if it wasn't, can you create something? Can you have that bravery to do that? 
again, another example for me was I love dancing, love music and love dancing to music, but sometimes feel a bit mm, out of place at night, like in clubs, everyone's drunk, etc. So I'm going to make hopefully a like morning rave space for people. That's a sober conscious space that can connect people and make me feel good too. So watch your space for that. A bit of a tangent, but that's how I think I'm now going to try and tune in to that connect way to well-being. Okay, the next one, be active. Is this something, again, that when I went through it before, you thought, hmm, actually, am I active in a way I'd like to be? Am I doing movement or activity? So it doesn't necessarily have to be exercise because exercise is structured movement um and to a certain time but we'll get into that another day but are you being active in a way that you enjoy like please think about that do you enjoy something where you're active and if you don't can you try to explore that with curiosity what can you just try to do to be a little bit more active because that's going to help your mind your body and your life and help you also just be a happier, healthier person, but it can look however it needs to look for you. So if that's yoga, then do that. If it's walking, do that. As I said before, if it's the gym, do that. And as well, try to look at, again, the environment in which you're doing those things. Is it the right one for you? Does that say it's a gym? Does that gym space make you feel good? Or do you prefer doing your workouts at home? And if you do, lean into that. There's no shoulds or anything about this. Just tune into what makes you feel your best. So the third one, take notice. So if you have listened for a while, you you know me from either Instagram or having worked with me, you know I practice mindfulness both formally and informally in my life every day. So I sort of take notice when I'm moving through the day sometimes I can be on autopilot because that's just how we operate we can do that sometimes but I've got into the habit now of taking notice of what's happening moment to moment a great way to practice the mindfulness side of this take notice part is to go on mindful walks so what I mean by that is can you get outside even to your local park or even around your neighborhood and gently tune into what you notice Tune into the senses and take note of what you can see, hear, smell. And then you will start to, you know, calm your nervous system down, feel better in mind, feel better in body because you're moving as well. And take notice of your surroundings. So that's the mindfulness side of this way to well-being. But another way to take notice that I also practice and encourage is to practice gratitude And you can do this through journaling or you can do it through conversation. And what I mean by that is you can literally write down, what am I grateful for today? And answer that question. And it might be hard, but this is the point of practicing the simple, the simple thing. So make having that question, sorry, to think about the simple things that you're grateful for, because they're the things that bring you most joy, most probably. So trying to lean into that. Another thing you could do, which I have said before and do say to clients is, can you practice this with partner or family? Ask each other what went well today. So taking notice of the simple things that went well 
but also as a personal practice, can you write down a joy list? So I'm giving quite a few for this one. So can you write down what things bring you joy? And can you try to schedule at least one a month? And I'm saying one a month because I don't want to pressurize anyone. One a month could be more, could be more. I'd love you to have a bit of joy in every day, but let's go for that. Okay, fourth one, keep learning. So mentioned a few things of, of how you can do this, but a question to prompt you here and to just remind you of this, this way is what do you love to know more about? What are you curious about? What do you love to hear facts about? That is what you could be engaging with even more. And again, doesn't matter if no one else is interested in it. If you're interested in it and it lights you up, then really lean into that. So again, an opportunity to pause, an opportunity to think, what do I love learning about? What am I curious about? Am I actually leaning into that? Am I actually engaging in that enough? Great resources out there to do this, you know, at TED, TED Talks, YouTube, podcasts, Audible, um, even Blinkist. If you've heard of Blinkist, that's a great platform, kind of summarizes books really quickly. So highly recommend that. Or can you do a more formal way of keeping learning and do a course around your work and develop yourself there? And day to day, if it's not something to actually learn, to actually, you know, go off and seek out, can you just have an attitude of that growth mindset where you might not know what you're doing some days at work, that's fine, but see it as a learning opportunity, not a failure and shift that mindset day to day. So the fifth and final way to well-being is to give. And this as I said before, is about giving your time, your words, and your presence to yourself and to others. So again, the question here to prompt you is, where are you giving your time and words and presence at the moment? If you're at capacity, then that's fine. Might even signal that you need a little break from that. If you want to give more of your time, words, and presence, well, again, what are you passionate about? Where would you want to put that energy is it volunteering? Is it being there for a family member or a friend? What it what does that look like? Again, there's a sliding scale to this, but just think about where you want to give your time, words, and presence. This doesn't necessarily have to mean you have to volunteer, you have to be there more for friends, family, but can you just do this day to day? Can you give more presence to people and actively listen, look them in the eye, don't have your phone out, and be there? with them and try to practice that with yourself as well give yourself time words and presence kind words as well so those are the five ways to well-being with a few thoughts from me I hope you found this episode insightful I appreciate you listening to me explaining at the beginning how this platform is now going to evolve I am super excited to be taking you with me on this journey as I expand my work into the physical side of, of coaching. Of course, I say I'm expanding my work into the physical side of coaching, but as I said before, it's all about that whole health. It's all about looking at your life and your well-being through that 360 lens because mind, body, and life are connected. So that is my hope on this podcast and in my work outside of that 
to help you see your yourself in a more 360 way to address things that could be changed for the better so you feel happier and healthier. We don't always have to make grand changes and life is an ebb and flow. It's about coming back to what feels right for you and your well-being. And I am here to hopefully support you through that, not only on this podcast, but in my coaching work as well. So if you'd like to follow me, you can on Instagram at Emily Brinand, and the link to that is in the show notes because it's a funny surname. <laughs> you can always reach out to me on email as well, and that'll be in the show notes for you. And if anyone is interested, I have available one-to-one coaching slots available. I offer mind and movement coaching. You can work with me solely on one, but I really encourage people to encompass both because as I keep saying, they're so interconnected. So if you're interested for one-to-one, then get in touch with me. We can have a chat and take it from there. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, the first one officially of the Mind Body Life podcast. If you've enjoyed this, uh, click follow, subscribe, wherever you're uh, on listening to this. And I would love it if you could just rate and review it. I'm asking a lot of you, you know what? Maybe just share it. That'd be great. If you've enjoyed this, if you've taken something from this today, share it with a friend or a family member. And I'd really appreciate that. So until next time, I hope that you treat yourself with kindness and take care of your mind. Thank you.